You're listening to the message podcast of High Ridge Church Longview, where our vision is to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. We are so glad that you're here, and we pray that this message impacts your life as you apply the spiritual truths from God's Word in practical ways. Let's listen in. Thank you. How about a hand for my wife as she joins me one more time? Come on. The first lady is here. <laughs> We're so glad you could join us. For all of our friends watching us online, hey, welcome. We want to say a very special welcome to those watching in Abilene, those watching in Mineral Wells. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> those watching in Fort Worth, those watching in Dallas, those watching in France. We have some people watching from France. Hi, Berries. Good to see you. I want to say a very special hello to our friends in Wisconsin today. So for David Kelly, for baby Thomas, we're believing God for complete healing for you as you're in the hospital today. Also for Miss Roxy sitting there calling on the name of the Lord for you as well, believing that God has good things in store for you. So thank you for joining us from all over the world. You guys are awesome and I'm glad that you tuned in. So grab your Bibles. We're going to get right into it. We're going to spend some time in God's word and believe that as we do that, God is, God's word is going to get into us. We also want to say a very special happy 98th birthday to Mr. Henry watching from home today. Happy birthday, Henry. Your Highridge family loves you very much. So we're going to continue on with our series called We, You, and Me. Right. But first, I want to invite you guys to our Easter services. We're going to have five on Easter morning at 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Right. So, and also want to thank you for your continued generosity, you guys, because your faithfulness and your giving and trusting us with your money uh, allows us to do a lot give, of incredible yeah, things. Yeah, give a lot into the community, and we're so grateful for your generosity. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you. It's awesome, and I don't have to worry about keeping the lights on on Sunday morning. You guys have been standing behind us faithfully, and we really do yes. appreciate that. So yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's get into God's Word, if you wouldn't mind. First Thessalonians chapter 5 is where we're going to focus on today. One of the greatest scriptures, I think, man, it's, just, it's so amazing. This entire chapter is really good. I want to focus on one scripture, especially First Thessalonians chapter 5. And so we're going to talk about the healthiest version of you, the healthiest version of you. What would a healthy you look like? How would you know if you're really healthy? And what do you, what do you gauge health? One of the things that we love about our church is our continued focus on health. Health does not happen yes. by accident. It takes a concerted effort. It takes a lot of things working together to not only get us healthy, but to keep us healthy. It's a fight to stay healthy. And so we want to uh, just turn the spotlight back up on you and point you back to God's word and show you what is the healthiest version of you look like. And so we want to show you this from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Read the scripture along with us if you would. It says, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through and may your whole spirit, soul, and body. Say those three words with me. Spirit, soul, and body. One more time. Spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those three words are important because just as God is three parts in the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, you are three parts as well. God said, let us make man in our image. God is in community with himself, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You are three parts, spirit, soul, body. So when we look at the healthiest version of you, we have to address those three areas. You are spirit, soul, and body. 
This is what we know. It's possible to have a healthy body and a corrupted soul. It's also possible to have a healthy soul and to be spiritually dead. The Bible says, Paul says this to the church, we've been made alive. Our spirits have been made alive in Christ. So when we talk about our soul, when we talk about our body, when we talk about our spirit, we're going to help you to distinguish between those and then focus on health in all three areas of your life. When we talk about a healthy body but having a corrupted soul, you know, prisons are full of people that look incredible. With all you got to do all day long, sit around and work out, like you're going to look incredible. We did some prison ministry one time and I had about... 300 prisoners that we were doing a Bible study together and did some worship, and at the end of the, of the service, these 300 guys want to come up and give me a hug, and I was freaking out, man. <laughs> like, I didn't know. Like, this is, it was maximum security. It was. I'm yeah. like, don't shank me, bro. This is crazy, because these dudes are huge, and all they do is sit around and work out and love on Jesus, but, and I, was, I didn't know how much they were in love with Jesus and how freaked out to be, but this was, it was crazy to watch people uh, in the middle of prisons uh, still love Jesus. But it's possible to work on your out side and forget about what's going on on the inside. Right. It's also possible to work on your soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions, to focus on your mental health and be spiritually dead. You are three parts, body, soul, spirit. Now, in order to address health in all three areas of your life, you need to recognize some things are God's job to do and some things are your job to do. That's right. And we never want to pray for God's deliverance, but he's asking us for discipline. There are two different areas of our life. One, some things only God can do. We say it this way. Some things require deliverance. Some things require discipline. I can't make myself become spiritually alive. I didn't make myself be born. Only God can do that. But my discipline means a lot to the Lord. Some things only God does. Other things he's asking of us. That's right. So we're going to get into that together today and recognize those, those things that I think will help us become a better version of ourselves, a more healthy person. Right. So we're going to do the top 10 tips for a biblically healthy me, and we're going to start out by talking about what you can do to keep your soul healthy, and your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Right. It's how you think, how you feel, what you choose. Yeah. And it's possible, I think, to spend a lot of time dealing with our mental health and the care of our soul and forget about our spirit. So we're going to distinguish between those two today, but let's focus in on just the top tips to deal with a healthy soul. Right. So here's the first thing we want to okay. share with you. Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And we, as a family, we love movies. Yeah, always we love have. movies. Um, but we don't do horror movies. They kind of freak us out mm-hmm. um, as, a, as, a, as a family. But um, we just, we don't do, what do you, how do you say that? Anything the that glorifies evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're out. Right. Sorry. And that may affect people differently than it affects us. I'm not trying to push our beliefs off on you, but I'm saying if you want your soul to be healthy, you have to watch what you're feeding it. Right. It's the same way with your body. If you're going to put junk, nothing but junk food into your body, you're going to feel like junk. Right. And when you feel like that in your mind, your will, and your emotions, you're going to become spiritually unhealthy really quickly. Right. Now, we're not some legalistic church that's going to say, you better not be watching TV. I grew up underneath all that junk. Let me just tell you, there are some things that are very, very beneficial but you have to pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Right. So everything affects everyone differently. Like, you know, different things have happened to each person in here. So there are different triggering things for each person. And so just keep in mind what it is that affects you. So pay attention to what you're paying attention to. And that also includes social media, um, 
any podcasts that you listen to, any blogs, any of that kind of stuff that you that you do. Um, but just make sure that you're you're watching out for what goes into your mind. We and in the mornings we like to start our morning, mornings off with praise and worship. Um, we just put it on. We have a little Bluetooth speaker in our bathroom, and we just connect it and we just sing as we're getting ready. Um, and it helps us get our mind focused on the Lord first thing in the morning, and it just kind of seems to help redirect and get our mind where it needs to be. Jesus echoes this thought in Matthew chapter six. He tells his disciples, the eye, of the, lamp, the, the eye is the lamp of the body, and if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. So it matters what you're bringing into your soul. If you're looking at pornography, like that doesn't help you. It doesn't relieve you in any way. No. It's only going to produce negative things. And so I'm not sitting here up on my high horse saying I've never made mistakes. I'm simply saying God's greater than that. Yeah. And you are, you're better than that. And so watch and pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Those things have a profound effect on your mental health. They, they affect your soul. Yeah. And so uh, I think it's important to make sure that you let your senses bring in things that are beneficial and for useful. For sure, for sure. And number two... We have Christian, have Christian counselors, mentors, and pastors that love you, but they need to love Jesus more. They need to love Jesus more. So there should be people that are speaking into your life. Um, I'm a pastor, but I have a pastor. There are people yeah. that watch over my soul, that watch over the health of my family. Um, I have mentors. I have advisors. I have counselors. We go to counseling four times a year, whether you think you need it or not. Yeah. But we found that it staves off just uh, complete despair. Right. It keeps us walking in a place where things don't have time to settle into our spirits and become right. major catastrophe for us. It allows us to deal with things before they get into major issues. Right. So it I helps. found that it's, it's important to have those people speaking into your life and they need to love you, but they should love Jesus more than they love you. That's right. So it's, it's possible for people to love you and just tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. Right. But it's better when they tell you what Jesus says and encourage you with things in the Lord. Um, we believe that investing into your mental, emotional, and spiritual health is not weakness, it's wisdom. That's right. And men generally have a much bigger problem with this area because they think that uh, taking care of your mind, taking care of will your, your emotions, stuff, like, oh, that's women's stuff. No, 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 no. It's not <laughs> women's stuff, and it isn't weakness. It's wisdom. It's wisdom. Right. And so we want to make sure that you see that. It's, it's a great way to take care of of, your, of yourself. Proverbs 12 tells us the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, yeah. but a wise man listens to advice. Mm -hmm. When it talks about wisdom, the Bible also tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's right. So if you want to receive some wise advice, you want to be wise, it has to come from a place of biblical truth, not cultural truth. There are plenty of things that sound like truth that will constantly change with culture. But I, that's why I want people that fall in love with Jesus, fall in love with his word yep. before they ever start speaking into my life. Right. That's important. And something you should remember is there should be a balance of challenge and encouragement. Yes. If someone's only challenging you, you're going to burn out. Yes. You're going to need the encouragement. But if they're only encouraging you, you're not doing anybody any good. Like we need a balance, like balance between grace and truth. Like don't just tell me I'm doing a good job. Give me something to work on next. And so it's important that we have mentors, counselors, we have advisors, we have pastors that don't just challenge us, but encourage us right. as well. Is this okay, everybody? Yes. Right. All right. So, Here's number three. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Get your finances in biblical order. We think this is important because just as we order our day, 
We believe that giving the first of our time is honoring to the Lord. That's That's why we worship first, I pray first, I spend time in God's word first. And we also do the exact same thing with our money. This is where a lot of people, I think, go wrong because Mm -hmm. when when your money is not right, it takes a big toll on your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you will allow the things that the Holy Spirit wants to do to be medicated in other ways like foolish spending. We say emotional and foolish spending affects our ability to be obedient. That's right. And if I can, I'm just going to interject a little story about myself. But um, right after we got married, excuse me, we... um, we, my first paycheck, my first paycheck after we got married, I worked two jobs pretty much my whole single yeah, life just until to make we got meet. married. Yeah, and so when we got married and I got my first paycheck, I was like, yes. And so I went shopping <laughs> and I spent way too much money and I walked in and he's like, what is that? And I was like, what'd you give me? <laughs> two, two incomes, two incomes. And he said, four people, <laughs> like not just one anymore. And so we realized so, from the yeah. beginning that we need to get on the same page with our finances. Yeah. There needs to be a place where you can splurge. There needs to be a place in your finances that you set aside some money. So you can go do some things that you want, but yeah. that's not the first. We've learned that the first of our finances need to be honoring to the Lord. Right. And lots of Christians have a major problem with this, but you'll see the, the fruit of this in the way that they care for their own soul. We believe that we should honor God with the first and the best, not just of our time, but of our finances. That's God right. gets the first. God gets the best. This comes from Proverbs chapter three. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of all of your crops. And then the word says, then your barns will be full. I found that God can bless and redeem Uh, amazing things. And when I learned to give the first 10% to the Lord, he redeems the other 90%. That's right. This is a biblical precedence that I found has brought a lot of health and healing into our lives because it's not that we've never had to walk through tough times. Hey, I came from nothing. Yeah. I understand that. But I understood the, the value, the biblical value of honoring God with the first and the best and then believing that whatever comes after that, the Lord is gonna take care of us. Right, and in 1 Corinthians 16, 2, it says, on the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income. So there's lots of verses about giving your first. And let me tell you, it is, it, I don't know, it's it works. just, yeah, it's such a blessing to give um, in the front end. And it has not always been easy for us to do that. But to give on the front end instead of give what's left um, is just such a, a boost to right. your faith. Yeah. And we believe that this is biblical order for your finances. Right. We, let me say it this way. Your spending is a reflection of your will. And when your soul is healthy, your generosity will reflect it. That's right. So if you ever want to know what you really value, if you ever want to see what your, what your will and how your soul is, look at your income, uh, look at your bank statement, and it'll tell you what you value. Mm-hmm. It will reveal, it won't lie to you. It says you value these things. And so as you, uh, as you look for the better care of your soul, start looking at your finances and say, is this in biblical order? Am I honoring God with the first and with the best? Here's number four. Get off the grid and get outside. Come on, and somebody. especially this time of year, because you know in Texas, it's about to get really hot. <laughs> so this is the time of year where you need to get out. Right, we've learned the value of that. And studies have shown that 20 minutes, three times per week will reduce your stress and help you, by the way, it's gonna help you to hear God. There are some things that you can only hear if you get outside. 
That's and scripture reflects this. Psalm 19 says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Get outside, stare at the stars a little bit at night when it gets too hot this summer. Get outside at night and just look at the stars for a while. It's important. One of the things that we require of our staff is to spend at least one hour a week outside. Yeah. Some of the best ministry that you can do comes from spending time with the Lord and getting quiet. Another scripture in Romans chapter one says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made. There are some things that you can't see and can't understand about God until you get out in nature. So I want to encourage you, like spend some time outside. Everything that you know about God is not only going to be found on a screen. There's some things you're going to have to see it. You have to be immersed in it. One of the things that we've uh, applied to our staff this year in our CEP program, Continuing Education, we challenge our staff every year to push themselves into this area of health. And uh, one of those things was at some point this year, you need to stand on a mountain. And then another point this year, you need to put your foot in the ocean. Because those are two experiences that I think you have to have every once in a while to remind yourself of just how big and beautiful this creation is that God has given us to enjoy. That's right. And something else, this might be just kind of a novel idea, but at least three days a year, we try to get like completely off the grid, like no cell phones, no telephone, no TV, no nothing, just kind of be in a space. We're not available. It's not available. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And the world didn't fall apart. Nobody died. It was okay. Yep. I got to spend, uh, it was a, an amazing time uh, with a group of pastors. We went to Montana and in the middle of nowhere, and let me just tell you, there's no cell phone service and we all freaked out for about 20 minutes. And after that, we're like, burn it down. I don't care. This is better. I may never leave, uh, but it was good for me. You got to get off the grid at some point. Make some appointments every year to get off the grid, get off your phone. And you will find that when you come back, you're sharper you're better because there's some things about God that you can only understand when you get away from the influences of everything else. Right. Is this okay? Yes. So let's continue on with the top 10 tips for a biblically healthy you. Yeah. So we're going to switch from the soul to the body and how you take care of your body. Um, and let me just say, it's not your appearance or weight that is important to God, but how you treat your body that affects what God can entrust to you. And so... <clears throat> You know, as we all get older, the metabolism slow down. There's not a ton that you can do about that. Things start hurting. Things start breaking down. Yeah. And there's just just really not a ton that you can do about that. But what you can do is start now, start taking care of your body and make better decisions. And that makes getting older, your metabolism slowing down, all of those things um, a little it bit makes easier it a little to easier. And God doesn't, honestly, God doesn't care about your weight. He just cares that you're taking care of what he gave you. The Bible tells us that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that it matters. There's several scriptures that we could point you to this, but it matters. And so there's some things that might be very, very basic for some of you, but some things that we need to confront. Once again, it's possible for us to take really good care of our spirit and to neglect this body. Now, your body is going to fade away. It's going gonna, it's gonna to perish at some point, but you need to take good care of it between now and then. So here's tip number five. You might want to write this down. Number five, discipline yourself to keep 30 minutes of cardio per day. Might not seem like a lot. And you may say, I just don't have the motivation. When you can't find the motivation, trust the consistency. Just yeah. be consistent with your discipline. And you would be shocked how quickly you're going to start feeling better. Things are going to start. Your, your body was designed to heal itself. Yeah. And God has given you a great gift in your body. And it can still do some great, some great and wonderful things if you wouldn't abuse it. 
And so here's one of the things that we say, if I don't feel good, my whole life suffers. I get cranky and mean real fast because I don't feel good. I get hypersensitive. It's not a good mix. <laughs> so when you take better care of yourself, the Lord can trust you with more. That's, That's a right. word for somebody. And I feel, I feel strongly from the Holy Spirit to tell you, when you start taking better care of yourself, the Lord can trust you with more because you can handle it. Yeah. So uh, this is one of the things that we say, I choose discipline because I don't want to become a burden on my family or the church. I want to be a pillar. Yeah. I want to be around for a long time for yes. people to depend on me. So I choose discipline. And I don't simply say, well, my favorite scripture is Leviticus 3.17. The fat belongs to the Lord. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that used to be my life verse. I've got it tattooed right on the must <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's important that you take care of yourself and recognize that I can honor God with my body. The Bible tells us to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord. And that matters on how you take care of yourself. That's right. So number six is to have a yearly checkup with a doctor. Um, Get your blood work, all of that kind of stuff. Make sure that you're you're on the right track. Something to remember is to be prepared for your doctor visit. If you have things going on, it's really good to take notes. Like write notes, them down. Make notes. <laughs> Ask questions. Be prepared for your doctor's visit. That way you don't leave. And you're like, well, I didn't get any of my questions answered. Well, you didn't ask. <laughs> like, it's, it's a thing. You need to be prepared. You need to ask they that they can't read your minds. They, no matter how good they are, they can't read your mind. And uh, so just make sure that you're prepared. Make a yearly check-in with your doctor. And um, we found that it's important to get your blood work done. Uh, And there's a couple scriptures, by the way, that back this up. And you can easily pull them out of context. And I know it talks about sacrifices and other things. But the principle is still the same. Leviticus 17 says, the life is in the blood. And also in Exodus, it says, this blood will be a sign to you. There are things that your blood work will tell you that you might not want to hear, but that you need to hear. Right. Here's what we say. Your numbers don't lie. They tell you where you need help. And so we found that a lot of people just have put off the doctor visit because I don't want to know. And this is very popular, by the way, in the Mexican culture. If that's my time, it's my time. Well, it doesn't have to be if you go and ask, like, what can I do? It's like, oh, you should pull yourself off of sweets. Like, I don't want to hear that, devil. I don't receive that at all. Like, calm down. Your numbers won't lie. And they'll tell you where you need some help. And so we've said, go to a doctor. Like, ask them, like, tell me what my numbers are. Tell me what kind of stage of health I'm in. What kind of things can I work on so I can honor God? with my body. Right. And so I've, I've, I've recognized that I, I need help in this area and the numbers don't lie. It tells me the truth. And so my doctor has challenged me and encouraged me. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. And we also, by the way, I would add to that, go to a dentist twice a year and get your teeth clean. Yeah. Because there is nothing worse than trying to minister to people and your mouth hurts. Nothing worse than trying to pray for somebody and nobody can stand being in front of you. Like, good, good. <laughs> like, but when your teeth go bad, like it, there's scriptures, by the way, it talks about the care of your teeth. And it, it's a priority to the Lord. Yeah. So I, I had this happen one time. I went to Brahms. And I probably shouldn't say their name on TV, but I don't care. They owe me. Uh, I had their, uh, their biscuit with sausage gravy. Mm, come on, the fat belongs to the Lord. So good. And I bit into it, and there was a nail in my biscuit. A little nail about this long that went straight into my gum, right through my tooth. Broke my tooth in half. And so like four root canals later, I'm like, just pull it. Just pull it because I can't handle this. And when you're trying to do ministry with a tooth that's had four root canals and just mm-hmm. constantly just radiating an abscess and cavities, like, it's a problem. And there's yeah. scripture that talks about that. Like, this is a problem. And it, it reminds me how important it is to make sure that you have just good dental health. It, 
Your body will right. thank you for it later. Lots of things can go wrong if you don't take good care of your teeth. Right, and we also do recognize that it, it can get kind of expensive to do all of the blood work and the trips to the doctor yeah. and the dental cleanings, but we have also found that if you will take the time and the money on the front end and go beforehand, a lot of the issues are taken care of before their issues. Before they get really expensive. Yeah, before you end up in the hospital, before you end up with root canals or bridges or you know whatever, implants, whatever you get. Um, now, th those things still happen for sure, but they definitely... Could have Bring been, a down. lot of it could have been prevented yeah, yeah, yeah. before you start asking the Lord to deliver you, right? Yes. So um, here's number seven. Um, this may be the important thing that, that we say, and this <laughs> may be uh, hurtful, and I'm sorry, but this is important. Uh, get off processed foods and sugar. <laughs> now, there's a place for sugar, and it's, it's okay to have your, have your chicken express every once in a while, but if you live on that stuff, you're going to be needing a lot of prayer for a lot of deliverance for the things that are going to happen. You, you cannot afford what you're trying to, to avoid right, right now, that you can't afford what's going to happen to you if you continue to eat that stuff. It's not good for you. Right. And so... Well, I was just going to say, studies show that there are, you'll, if you stay off processed foods and sugar, that you'll have fewer headaches, you'll have better sleep, you'll have a happier gut, uh, your focus improves, mm -hmm. your risk for heart disease and diabetes lowers. Right. We found that this is, this is a, a common issue in the church, that people will use sugar to medicate their soul. <laughs> your mind, your will, and your emotions will feel better, and you, you'll medicate it with sugar and feel better about yourself with that, with that spite. And by the way, that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Yeah. It wants to begin to be the calming. It wants to be your joy. It wants to be your peace. And we will medicate and take an alternative with sugar as a substitute for the things of the Spirit. So there, when you start pulling yourself off of those things, your soul's gonna be better. Yeah. You'll be healthy, not just in, in your body, but your mind, your will, and your emotions will start responding much better to the things of the Holy Spirit when That's you're not right. led by your constant cravings. And so there's a ton of scriptures that we could show you about this, but um, maybe the most easiest thing to remember is to shop at the edges of the supermarket. <laughs> shop around the edges. That yeah. stuff in the middle, that's where you're going to get in trouble. That's shop right. around the edges. That's Look at right. the fresh produce. Look at those things. And uh, this, by the way, this comes from the, the book of Daniel. When Daniel <laughs> looks at the king's rich foods and he says, Look, let's pull ourselves off of all that and we're going to do it for 10 days. So I want to challenge you. Take 10 days. Pull yourself off that stuff and say, I'm just going to have some vegetables and water for 10 days. Don't freak out. But look at this. Daniel chapter 1, it says, give us nothing to eat but vegetables and give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. He says, and test us for 10 days. See if we don't look better, think better, process better. See if we're not better. Like, it should be obvious to you. Yeah. And this is what happens in verse 15. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and they were better nourished. That's right. So it might be a good challenge for you to think about, what could I do if I shopped at the edge of the supermarket? And I understand that gets expensive. It gets, it's really, really cheap to buy the, the cheapest stuff at the supermarket and say, I'm just going to feed my family. I get that. But let me say this. It's expensive to eat healthy, but it's more expensive to treat things that a healthier diet could have prevented. So you have to choose the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. That's right. They're both expensive, but one is way more expensive. Yeah. Is this okay? Can we, yes. Is this okay? Yeah. So we talked about getting off of processed foods and sugar. And so, um, yeah. So now we're going to switch to our spirits, a spirit care. And in third John one verse two, it says, dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Let that be, let that be a word for us that we're just as healthy in body as we are strong in our 
spirit. Mm -hmm. Now the Bible calls the word of God, says this word is a two-edged sword. Now you can say two edges is you know, Old Testament, New Testament, but it talks about the sharpness of God's word. It can divide between the soul and the spirit. So your mind, your will, your emotions, God's word divides right between what you think, what you feel, what you want. It says, yeah, but this is what God wants. Mm -hmm. And the word is a great governor to be able to take care of your soul and divide between the soul and the spirit. So I want to give you a couple things that will help you to be just as healthy in your body as you are strong in spirit. Right. Number eight is to pray, read, and write what you hear every day. And what that means is during your quiet time, pray first before you read the word and before you read the Bible and just ask God for insight. What do you want to teach me, me today? Yeah, show me something about you that I don't know, that I've never known before. And then whatever you think that you're hearing, write it down. Get you a little journal or make a note in your phone, but write it down. I found that when you prioritize your time and prioritize your finances and you spend time in God's word, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with a paper Bible. We can get you larger print. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but it doesn't always have to be a digital Bible. So this is a valuable thing, but it's going to be nourishing to your spirit. That's right. When you begin to read God's word and ask God's word, Lord, would you, would you let your word come alive? Let me understand it. And then when God begins to speak those things, write them down. We call this valuing his voice. Mm -hmm. If you want God to speak to you and he begins to speak and you're not writing it down and you're not uh, prioritizing your life according to what God's telling you, like, that's very foolish. You're not showing much value for the voice of the Lord. Hey, this is a friendship that we want you to develop, a healthy relationship with God where he's able mm -hmm. to speak to you and give you practical insight about your day and how you treat people and where you're walking, what you're doing, how you're ordering and organizing your day. When God begins to speak about those things, value them. It's precious. God is speaking to you. John 10 says, my sheep hear my voice. That's right. That means if you call yourself a son or a daughter of God, he wants to speak to you and you will never ever be able to hear from God if you're not spending time in his word, period. It's... It, that, that gets really crazy when people say, I heard from God and not spending time in his word. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You, you're hearing from your mind, your will, and your emotions. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me that. People that hear from God have a love affair with his word. So pray, spend some time with the Lord, then read your word, and then write down what you feel like God might be saying to you. It's extremely healthy for you. Revelation 1 tells us this. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it. And look at this. Take to heart what is written. That's right. Take to heart. So there's something that needs to happen between what we're reading in God's word and 18 inches from this whole, this whole brain to the heart. Where you say, okay, Lord, I'm taking that to heart today. I'm going to allow this to be the marker by which I, I set the success of my day. What are you saying? Right. Well, something to remember is that daily time with God's word is the healthiest thing that I can do for myself absolute best thing you can do is to make time for work, time in the word. And I will say just very quickly that we live in a time where you have the YouVersion Bible app, mm -hmm. and this is the teacher in me, but you can use the audio Bible so you can listen to the word while you're reading out loud with the word, and then you can also read it at the same time. So you're getting it. All of your senses are getting it at the same <clears throat> At the same time. Sorry. <laughs> she likes to do it with, uh, with accent voices. And so she has like one strange British accent of this guy. It sounds like Anthony Hopkins from Silence of the Lambs or something. Like, that's creepy to me. He's like, the word of the Lord, John chapter three. And you're like, 
Why does it sound so creepy? I just like it. I'm like, get American. I need the redneck version on you. For, that'd be great. John chapter 3 says this. Like, okay. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm just saying. It might be nice. So, uh, this, is, this is number nine. We'll move on to number nine. Make a commitment to be at church and then to serve and sing while you're here. So one of the things that we say in our culture is serve one, sit one. We have multiple services so yeah. you can come to church and then at another service, serve in an area of ministry. And this is what kind of, what, what things that we believe keeps us healthy is that we're a serving church and we're a singing church. Some of the best things that you can do for your kids is to let them see you sing yeah. and to let them watch you serve. And by the way, these are extremely biblical, not because yeah. we need more people singing. We're not trying to start a choir here. It's good for you. Yeah. There needs to be some joy in your heart when you come to church. Your kids will pick up on that really quickly. So Psalm 122 says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That's right. So would your, would your family say there's a gladness that comes with Sunday morning or is it a chore? Because I found that when, it, when it's a chore to you, it becomes an option to your children. And so we have to teach our next generation that coming to church is something that we do because it's the right thing to do and there's a joy that comes. There's a sense of expectancy yes. that should come when we're coming to the house of the Lord. And we've done our, our best to build a church service that you're going to be excited to come here because uh, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be encouraging. It's going to be good. And it's going to yeah. be powerful for you and for your family. That's right. Psalm 100 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You don't even have to sing that good, right? No. Make a joyful noise. Well, that's, that's actually why we have the music so loud. Right? <laughs> Turn it up so I can sing it. I can't sing very good. Make a joyful noise. And it says, serve the Lord with, look at that next word. Gladness. Gladness. And come before his presence with singing. That's right. You know, God has some very strict rules about how he wants us to come into his presence. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and come before his presence with singing. There's a reason why we have those built into our worships, uh, worship set so that you will do what God's word is asking you to do. If we can lead you into God's presence, it is healthy for you. And if you'll respond by serving him with gladness and by singing out with your whole heart, we believe it's healthy and beneficial for you. Right. So my degree plan at, at Baylor University was, uh, was a vocal performance. And one of the things that we had to learn is the benefits of singing. And I was shocked at how many studies are out there showing the, the health benefits the spiritual benefits, the community benefits that happen when you began to sing. Now, not just sing any song, but how much more when we start singing songs of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord? What kind of standards does that set for our family, for our marriages, and for our children, and for those that are coming after us? And there's so many wonderful things that can happen. I wrote down several of these. Uh, singing will lower your blood pressure. Singing increases lung function. It strengthens your immune system. Uh, it lifts your mood. It reduces your stress and anxiety. You need this. Yeah. And I don't know if you, knew, if you knew this, but when we start singing together as one and the music begins to play, you know our hearts start syncing up with each other? Did you know that? Your heart literally begins to beat with the person next to you, and that sense of unity begins to encompass God's people. This is why God says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. You need this. That's right. You need to be here. So don't just come to church. Like Be the church, and when you're here, serve the Lord with gladness and sing. That's right. Make a joyful Noise to the Lord, it's good for you, and it's good for your family. That's right. It's healthy. That's good. Uh, number 10, the last one, keep short accounts with God and with people. We found that the unhealthiest thing that you can do is to allow bitterness to take root. Yes. And this comes from a lot of years in ministry with people, that yeah. the number one issue that we've seen is unforgiveness That's right. between people and God, a sin issue, and between people and others. Offenses and unforgiveness will keep you 
physically and mentally and spiritually sick. Yeah. It affects you. That root of bitterness affects every area of your life. So I want to offer you at every single one of our services, as we finish up our services, we're going to give you time to hear from the Holy Spirit. And some of those times, the Lord needs to challenge you mm-hmm. to let go of some things that you're holding on to. That's right. Now, I'm not saying that people, what, that what they did to you was right, but I'm saying you can't afford the consequences of hanging on to that. Mm-hmm. You're not holding anybody else prisoner except for yourself. There's a great, great statement that says drink, uh, having unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. You, you've come too far to hang on to that stuff. Mm-hmm. And not just between uh, others, but what about your relationship with the Lord? When there's things that stand between you and the Lord, a sin issue. One of the greatest things that my dad has ever taught me, my dad has his doctorate in theology and he's forgotten more things about God's word than I'll ever know. <laughs> but one of the greatest lessons he ever taught me was keep Short accounts with God. That's right. When you make a mistake and you're going to make them, immediately repent, immediately turn from those things and ask God for forgiveness so that it doesn't become something more. It never becomes a stronghold in your life that people have to work for hours and cost you therapy and cost you a lot of pastoral counseling. Get this stuff worked out of your life. Uh, Keep short accounts with God. It keeps it from ever taking root inside your heart. We say there is great value in learning to repent quickly. Right. Right, because here's the thing: if you don't, um, it's a lot like mold. Yeah, like growing black in mold. Your house, like if it's dark and it's damp and dirty, then it's gonna grow. And when you expose it to light, it starts to disappear. It's not quick. It's not immediate. It's not overnight. But it begins to die. The mold begins to die. And when you repent quickly, it brings the light to a dark situation. And it allows God to expose it for what it is, and it dissipates. The right. intensity of it dissipates. Look at this in Proverbs 28. It says, whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper. Like, period. It says, but he who confesses and forsakes them obtains mercy. Yeah. So it's a confession with your mouth. We confess with our mouth, right? And then you forsake it. It means you turn away from it. I'm not going there again. So repentance means I'm going to say that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that, and I'm not going to do that again. And you make some, make, make some concessions, make some, make some predetermined decisions that I'm not going to be in this place anymore. It's not just saying, hey, I'm sorry for that. I'm going to do it again tomorrow and say I'm sorry for that again. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not living in God's grace. That's living in his patience. Yeah. And so we want you spiritually healthy, and that comes from a great relationship with God where there's nothing between you and him. That's we right. say sin finds its real strength in secrecy and time. So our our sin is only as strong as we allow it to be by not confessing, by not repenting, by not turning from that sin. And we get this from Acts chapter three. It says, repent then and turn to God. The act of repentance is changing direction. God, this was wrong. I I want you more than I want this. Repent, turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out Mm -hmm. and that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. I pray that, that is, that's the state of your life, that you live in times of refreshing. That's right. We believe that that spiritual health, that soul health, physical health is gonna give you wonderful times of refreshing that can right. only come from the, from the presence of the Lord. Something important to remember is when you walk in forgiveness and start forgiving others, great health is a byproduct. So I'm out, I don't know, well, it is a scientifically proven fact that bitterness is linked to a lot of 
a lot of health concerns yeah in in your body so when you walk in forgiveness that takes care of a lot of those health issues we want you healthy yes. we want a church that's healthy we want you healthy in relationship with the lord and your relationship with people and that's what this whole series has been about can you give my wife one big round of applause that i thank you for thank you did so good so did you Hopefully, that I'm going to look at this later. Hopefully, I don't have lipstick on my forehead because she kissed me on the forehead right before we came out. You do a little. So, <laughs> thank you. One of the benefits of having a tall wife is like grabs your face and like leans down. And you're like, stop, this feels weird. <laughs> so I was wiping my forehead. Sorry about that. Uh, but as we finish up, I believe if we've done our job correctly that maybe the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you about a certain area of your life. Maybe it's your physical health that the Lord wants to challenge you in to take better care of yourself. Maybe it's your mental health. Is it your mind, your will, your emotions that needs to change? Is it a spiritual issue? Once again, there are some things that you need God's deliverance and some things you just need discipline. And so we're gonna allow the Holy Spirit in the next few moments to begin to speak to you in a way that you can understand. We're not trying to offend you. We're not sitting up here calling everybody fat and everybody's a bunch of demons. That's not what we're trying to do. Please don't take it that way. We're trying to help you. Yeah. We're trying to help you. That's right. And so this is the best of what we have, laying it out for you and saying, hey, we believe that if you listen to us, that there's a much healthier version of you on the other side of your discipline That's and right. God's deliverance. Can you receive that, everybody? Yes. As we finish up today, we're going to allow you to spend some time with the Lord and just pray. Would you bow your heads and let's just take a moment and ask the Lord to help us. Ask the Lord to speak to us in a way that we can understand. Ask the Lord to challenge us and encourage us to become more like him. Father, I ask you right now for health. And for those that are broken in body, those that are maybe broken in our minds, those that are broken in spirit, we ask for health. We ask for help. Your word tells us that you're a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Your word tells us that we can call upon you in the day of trouble and that you're near to those who are brokenhearted. Your word tells us that you are the great physician. You are the alpha and the omega of health. And so as we look to you and as we look to you, your word, we ask that you would come and help us to be more like you. Challenge us, Lord, and we'll respond to you. All over this place, would you simply say right now in an attitude of prayer, simply say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Show me. Help me to be healthy. Help me to know how to discipline myself to be the best version of me. Father, I pray that you would help my friends, strengthen them, encourage them, challenge them, bless them, help them to walk into a new era of health that they never thought they could ever be as healthy as they're about to be. Help us to walk away from bitterness and unforgiveness. Help us to walk away from bad decisions and bad habits. Help us to hold each other accountable, to build each other up so that we can be the healthiest versions of ourselves for your glory. In Jesus' name. And now with heads bowed and eyes closed all over this place, and perhaps you're watching online today or you're here in this room and you'd say, Pastor, as we're talking about repentance, I've, I've recognized that there might be some things I need to repent from. You know, there might be, there might be a few of you out there that, like me, you, you were raised in church, but you were far away from God and you needed to come home. And as I'm talking about that, you just feel that stirring in your heart. My friend, come home. Or maybe you've never had a relationship with the Lord at all. And you might want to know how to do that. Let me tell you how to do that. It starts with a prayer. 
If you need to come home, if you need to come back into a relationship with the Lord, or if you've never known the Lord and you want to start a relationship with him, I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and I want to invite you to pray along with me. You can do it out loud, or you can do it to yourself. It, it doesn't matter. The most important thing is that you believe it. So pray this prayer with me right where you are. Pray this prayer. Just say, Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. And I believe that you came and died and rose from the grave just for me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Heal me. Help me. I give my life to you right now. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for saving me. I'm yours. And now with heads bowed and eyes closed, my friend, if you prayed that prayer, would you do me a favor with nobody looking around? Would you just slip your hand up all over this place and say, that was me. Good. I see you. Good. I see you. Good. Anybody else here today? I see you. Good. And I'm so proud of you. If that was you and you prayed that prayer, I want you to know that I have something special for you. And so there's a number appearing behind me on the screen. If you'll text me, text the number on that screen, text the words I prayed. If you're watching online, that number's appearing on your screen as well. Text me. And I'm going to send you back some things that will help you understand what just happened and what to do next. It would be a, a huge gift to me if you wouldn't mind doing that for me. We want to help you continue your walk with Christ, and it's going to be a beautiful thing. And then for everybody else, would you go ahead and look up at us and then stand to your feet as we finish up today? We want to say thank you for all of you who watched online. If you feel like this message and what we talked about today needs to be shared, then would you do us a huge favor, click the share button. If you guys are on social media, hit that share button when this message becomes available. And we believe that what God can do through your social media influence will make a difference all around the world. And so it's a huge gift to us when you would click the share button and uh, make sure that this message gets out to people that need to have a healthier version of themselves. It's gonna be good for them. I also have our elders and wives stepping forward. And these guys are gonna be right here as the service ends to be available to pray for you about anything that you might need prayer for. And then for everybody else, we're going to send you out with, uh, with a prayer of blessing over you. So my wife's going to pray a prayer of blessing as we finish today. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, for each person that's here. I pray that you would bless them as they go out and that they would have an incredible week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you as you go. I hope you have an awesome week. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by the message. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to be a part of our online community, connect with us through Facebook or Instagram with the handle at HighRidgeLV, or you can check out our website at HighRidgeLV.com. Lastly, if this ministry has impacted your life and you'd like to support its work, visit HighRidgeLV.com give. We appreciate your support, and we're believing with you today for God's best in your life. Have an incredible week, and we will see you next time.